right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Sifu John, and this is the Truck Stop Guru once again. Um, today, I wanted to kind of touch on a subject that um, I've been—I mentioned it, I think, a couple of times, but it's kind of part of um, the whole mind sciences and meditation idea. And this one is on energy healing. Okay, now I—I I put the disclaimer up. Uh, with all of the the promotional materials, you guys can see that I'm not a doctor. Okay, I'm a martial arts instructor, personal trainer, and I do energy healing and energy work, reading, and all those kinds of things based on energy. Okay, so take all of this with a grain of salt, and um, if it resonates with you, fantastic. If not, then it's just some really interesting information okay and that's that's what it is so let's get into what is energy healing how does it work um how is it supposed to work what is it supposed to do all those kinds of things so let's start with that so first of all energy healing there's a lot of different versions of energy healing that are available it's a lot more common nowadays uh than it was years and years ago and i've been um certified in teaching energy natural energy healing systems for a long long time um part of it comes from the internal martial arts uh and i started a lot of the internal martial arts i started teaching some of the internal martial arts about 90 uh, 96 97 in that range um and i got my uh usi jure reiki um, certifications back in 2002 um, and that's a slightly different system. The, the Nushi Shuri, which was, uh, from the Japanese system, um, that one is, was, um, is based on similar factors, I guess you could say. It was based on, on the, the Chinese medicine, Oriental medicine, um, and the ideas of qi and things flowing through the body and being able to uh, connect with that and connect with another uh, individual and be able to move energy through the system. So um, the only difference between that and what I do with my, uh, what we would call Fa Kong from uh, Qigong or uh, Tai Chi is that the Fa Kong uh, tends to stay about six or eight inches away from the body whereas the Reiki itself is a, a laying on of hands. Now, it's a lot more common to see Reiki has also been called um, healing hands or helping hands, I think they call it now. Yeah, and they've been using it in hospitals, and uh, nurses, nurse practitioners have been using it um, for, for about a decade or more now. Um, so it's a lot more common than it used to be. It's, um, as we're seeing more and more of the science, uh, is starting to find out and admit and understand that the human, the human condition is more than uh, just a biological machine. That that we do have these energy systems that work within the body, and that when you add energy systems to um, trying to regulate chemicals and and actual physical uh, ailments and things like that, you notice that there's a huge change in the process and system of healing. 
Um, obviously, prayer is is something that falls in into those sorts of things, faith healing, which is what you know, Falcon and Reiki and those things would be considered. Just it's a faith healing. Um, but these these things are now been recognized and been studied long enough that we are seeing that there is certainly um, a lot of um, interesting effects. I guess would be the best way to put it. But anyway, the, the Reiki itself is based on the laying on of hands, while the Fa Kong would be just moving the energy through the system. So the basics, the basics of it would be, uh, uh, because you're a human being, because your physical body is not just a physical body, you have an energy body or a subtle energy as well. The, we do know that the human body gives off heat, gives off a slight electrical charge, there's a slight magnetic vibration and frequency. There's obviously an oscillation uh, or frequency that is given off that can be measured. Uh, brainwave frequencies and all those kinds of things. Oscillations just from the movement of the heart and the breath, the lungs. These are all things that can be measured by science and things that have been measured by science. The more difficult things would be uh, how the mind can control the body. The placebo, nocebo effect has been studied for many, many, many years. And you guys have heard me uh, mention Dr. Joe Dispenza and a lot of his work. And those those types of things that they're seeing, that they have effects. And maybe we don't completely understand why these things do work, but they do work. We do have um, the, the effects of a placebo and a nocebo, and they've been doing them for 60, 70 years. They've been testing these things, and they still do have these results. Well, it all comes down to what is the mindset, what is the the conditions of the energy system, like Dr. Bruce Lipton would say, what, what kind of environmental factors are involved. You have to have all of these things. Uh, Dr. Chopra has his uh, Chopra Center, the healing center, where they incorporate not only traditional medical practices and, and traditional prescription drugs, but they also have meditation and yoga and uh, incense and, and just getting the mindset into the right place. And it, they all work together as a unit. So it's not like this one piece. You, um, you, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, slap you on the forehead and scream out, Jesus, heal me, and, and you know, boom. That's it. You know, all of your ailments go away and everything is going to be great. Now, that's not to say that that's not possible. It certainly could be possible. And certainly there have been people who have had those experiences. But because it's not a laboratory repeatable happens 100% of the time kind of thing, um, you know, it, it kind of all becomes an outlier and, a, and an anomaly and people just kind of go, well, I don't know why it happened and shrug and move on. Well, <clears throat> we do have um, some evidence that these things work, but we don't really know the very specifics. And like I said, you can look into some of the work of Dr. Cho and uh, some of the other people, Dr. Chopra, uh, um, all of these things that are really getting a, getting results really getting results as far as people healing themselves and self-healing, okay? And all these people, famous people that I'm always talking about on this show, uh, Dr. Michael Bethworth and all these people, they'll tell you they've seen healings. They have seen people 
completely change their life. And whether that's from a group of people meditating on somebody and sending energy, sending positive vibrations. It used to be called positive vibes many, many years ago. Um, really, the mindset and the vibrational frequency combined with what we now know uh, of the quantum physics, quantum realms, all seem to definitely line up and make physical changes. They filter down from the energy body all the way down into the physical body. So that's a little bit about what it is, okay? That's the basics of it. Um, now, how would you do this if you are not somebody who's ever done these kinds of things before? This is not something that is going to be reserved for only certain individuals can heal. You don't. You didn't have to be born that way. Uh, you hear that sometimes. You go to psychic fairs and, you know, the tarot readers say, well, I was born psychic. Well, guess what? Everybody is born psychic. Some people are born with the channels that are switched on and open. Um, and usually most of us are open when we're children. And it's just as we get older, once we get past the age of seven and you really um, have formed the personality, that will determine whether or not those pathways will remain open uh, and whether people can still um, connect to the more subtle energies. But those things are always there. So you have people who are connected and open to it, and they remain connected and open to it, so it's a little bit easier for them. But it's not something that you can't do. Um, and even if you didn't do it as a child, you can still open these pathways nowadays. It's not that big a deal. What it would require is a open mind, first of all, willingness to um, start expanding the mindset, and then just practice on feeling these more and more subtle energies. Now, uh, I teach the internal martial arts, obviously. You guys know that. And Tai Chi is, is a major component of it. And the Tai Chi Chuan, Yang style Tai Chi Chuan, is all about building what we would call Ting. Ting sensitivity. Uh, ting and Yi. Yi is mind. Um, and within the... Chinese martial arts, internal martial arts, we have what's called a Nei Gong system. You may have heard of Qi Gong. Qi Gong and Tai Chi are very closely related because Tai Chi is a form of Qi Gong. It's the martial form of Qi Gong. Qi Gong is just uh, opening the pathways and moving the energy systems through the body. And they use that uh, acupressure points and acupuncture. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with those terms. And Tai Chi uses it for uh, being able to not only move the energy within the body and store it within the body, but also to be able to send it out of the body. So that's the difference between um, the Qigong and the Tai Chi. Both of them will work on building uh, the Qi within the system, the energy within the system, and both of them have, um, they're, they're similar practices for the most part. It's actually the exact same movements. And, and uh, Tai Chi practitioners will tell you that we do Qigong. We use it as part of our training to build the energy. It's That's how you build up your internal framework. It's how you build up the ability to uh, use it for self-defense or for the Fa Kong for healing. Fa just means expanding. Um 
So it's all uh, tied together. Now, with the Ting and Yi, you can do meditations for building that. Uh, one of my instructors, uh, Sifu Clear, has a, a couple of great books out about how to uh, build uh, the Qi energy and, and do the Falkong energy healing. Uh, and really, the, the definition of a Ting is listen. So listening, uh, I, I would say more of awareness, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Not just listening, but again, you're trying to translate it, you know, something that's, you know, a thousand years old and in a different language. Uh, but the Ting is listening and then Yi would be mind or intention. So it would be kind of a determined mindset, but not an emotional one. You don't want to be attached to what it is because you don't want to influence and again that goes back to the quantum physics idea of the observer um, changes the experiment simply by observing so the awareness of the observer actually changes the field of energy from possibility down to particle so we want to make sure that we have um, not uh, we're not going to have an emotional um, investment, if you will, when you're doing a healing. Yes, you want to heal the person, but you are not concerned as to what that healing is going to entail. We're not going to say, I'm, I'm going to remove this tumor. That's not how that works. What you do is you send the energy to the individual, and the body has its own intelligence. The body will go ahead and use the energy for whatever it uses it for. Now... There are people who do Reiki and energy healing on human beings and on animals. And anybody who's ever done any of that kind of stuff, especially on, on you know, sick animals or pets, will tell you that sometimes they'll give the energy and they'll do the same energy that they've done a hundred times and they, they've actually, that pet will pop up and feel better. And sometimes the pet will pass away. Now, you might say, oh, my God, well, that's horrible. Well, it's because it depends on what the energy of the system needed. So in some cases, that energy is actually used simply to transition more peacefully or easily. Uh, so that's that's what I meant about not having an emotional uh, fixed outcome, you know, a determined outcome on it. You just give the energy and that's it. But how would we do this? How would we build this? Well, first of all, you have to build your listening skills, your sensitivity. You have to build the ting, and you have to be able to feel that. So once you can feel that within yourself, which would be um, really by, you can do it by meditation, but you can also just do it by sitting quietly, and you close your eyes, and just pay attention to what you're feeling within your system, your body, breath, uh, you feel the muscles relaxing. You can feel the heartbeat. You can feel uh, how the clothes, the fabric feels on you. You can feel how uh, if the chair that you're sitting in is comfortable or uncomfortable. You can feel if your legs are going to sleep because the chair is uncomfortable. Um, all these kinds of things are subtle, but the more you pay attention to them, the more you'll more information you receive. And it's not that you're not receiving the information all the time. It's just that we're not always paying attention to that information. Um, you can also then take your awareness from the self, from the breath, from the internal, 
And once you are comfortable with all of that, once you sit for a few minutes and you're, you're, you feel all of that and you feel comfortable, then expand your awareness. Expand the ting outward with your eyes closed and feel what's around you in the room. Feel where the furniture is. Get a mental picture of it with your eyes closed about where everything is. Obviously, if you're in a room, you're in your living room or your bedroom, you know where everything is, so it's obviously pretty easy to figure that stuff out. But really, instead of trying to to guess, really, really try to reach out with your feelings, right? This is very Star Wars, right? The Force. Reach out with your feelings and feel what's there. And you really got to start trusting that what you're feeling is actually... Um, and actual feedback. And that's the hard part. The hard part is actually being able to trust that because we tend to go, nah, you know, I can't, I, I didn't feel that. Or, you know, something will move and you'll feel it and you open your eyes and you notice that, you know, the dog walked by or the cat walked by or whatever. Um, hopefully, because you felt something walk by and there's nothing there that you might have other problems. That's a different show. Um, but you want to actually go ahead and extend your your awareness of the entire room feel the walls feel all that stuff and then go outside of the room feel the rest of the house feel as far as you can go 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 down the block feel as far as you can the more you practice this the more you can build up your sensitivity and awareness now if you have a partner that you can work with uh, the internal uh, push hands, physical movements are one way to build the sensitivity, the ting sensitivity. And also the practices of Negong. Uh, Negong, uh, what we use for the Yang Tai Chi is uh, called Eight Brocade, Eight Brocade, excuse me, form. Uh, and that's just the, the very simple, soft movements. Um, an exercise you just you do the movements five ten times you know each movement there's eight different movements obviously and when you do the Badway John it's just letting the energy flow and you're letting the body be relaxed and you're letting that um, chi flow within the body and you want to become aware and sensitive to that movement so like I said as you are aware of what's around you or you're aware of what your breath is you're aware of what the tension is um when we're we're doing our tai chi stuff we're always trying to say well where where do you feel tension tension would be considered li and you want to relax the li relax the li relax the li always let that go the more tension you can release the more information you're going to be able to receive and the reason that would be is um the way i usually describe it for my students is if you think about you're in a, a room, uh, you're in the living room, and the TV is cranked and blaring. The radio on the other side of the room is cranked and blaring. Kids are running through the house screaming. The dog's barking. Uh, the telephone is ringing. There's a car outside blowing the horn. Somebody's mowing the lawn just outside the window. And you're trying to hear a whisper from the other side of the room. So with all of that noise going on, all that background noise going on, it's really tough to pick up that whisper. 
That's what we're trying to do. That's what your ting needs to do. So you need to turn down all of those other outside influences. Everything needs to be quiet so that you can actually pick that up. And the more you practice it, the, the better you get at actually being able to tune out all of those influences. Um, then you just keep working on trying to get that calm sense of relaxation and quiet and releasing tension, releasing tension. The more you're doing that, then go over the exercise again. Reach out, you know, feel your breath, feel your heartbeat, feel the blood moving through your system, feel the hair on your skin, feel it stand up. Reach out, feel the walls, feel the furniture, feel if there's anybody else in the house, feel the air moving, know when the air conditioner kicks on or the, or the heat kicks on or whatever. Go outside, try and feel the breeze as it goes by. The more we can do these things, the more we can actually build up that internal awareness. So once you build up your internal awareness, your ting and your yi, the yi and the intention can then start to move the energy within somebody else. So if you were actually going to be doing healing on somebody, it would be the exact same thing. First, you have to turn everything down within yourself. And then you want to turn it around and feel the energy system within the other person. Now, when I'm doing my energy healings, I use kind of a combination of the Reiki and the Fa Kong. Um, I tend to use more Fa Kong just because some people don't like to be touched. And, you know, hey, that's a personal space. Absolutely, you want to respect that. Uh, always ask if you're doing healing, if it's okay if you touch somebody. Uh, but within the Falcon, you're staying six to eight inches away from the body. You don't actually have to physically touch the person. It's not going to make a difference. The, the energy body is expanded outside of the body enough that you can still feel and move the energy system. And what we're trying to do is we want to scan. The Japanese would call it boisien. Again, that came from the Reiki. And I usually tend to use my left hand or as receptive hand. And you just take it and sh shake it off, just like it's wet and you're trying to dry it off. And I will scan sticks six to eight inches away from the body, from the top of their head down towards their feet. Usually if I have somebody sitting down in a healing chair, I'm just going to start at the top of the head and I'm just going to run right down and all the way down to their, their knees. And just You can go all the way to the floor if you want. But the idea is start it in that six to eight uh, inch away realm and see what you pick up now you might feel movement you might not feel movement if you're not feeling anything i suggest stepping back and increasing the distance of your hand from the person and do this until you can actually find it some people uh will be six eight ten feet away from their body when you finally find the the limit of where their energy system is and this is something that i've noticed from doing healing for years is that we tend to go inside and outside of the body we are connected and disconnected throughout the day or whatever emotional state you're in whatever mental state you're in the these things are going to fluctuate so what i will do is i'll snap my fingers where i at the area where i find that energy and i'll just kind of and move it inward 
towards the person's uh, third eye, usually, to try to get their attention and change it. Because what we're doing is that noise is obviously not, that's not going to heal you, but it gets your attention. And energy will flow where the intention will go. So I do that, and then I move it to your forehead. I can take that energy, which is now six feet away from your body, and I can move it to the six, eight-inch range around your body. And I've had some people who have snapped their eyes open and, you know, whoa, you know, what the heck was that? Just realigning it. That's all it is, just realigning the energy and then do it again. Just go ahead and scan the energy through the body and see if you feel anything. See if you feel anything moving. Now, when I do the energy healing, I tell people, because people will usually ask me, do I have to meditate? Do I have to close my eyes? Do I have to hold my breath? No, you don't have to do anything. If you want to watch what I'm doing, by all means. You want to ignore me and talk to your friends? Do that. You want to ask questions about what I'm doing? Do it. None of that is going to affect the energy because the energy is the energy. It doesn't really care. So I move that energy through uh, using the top of the head towards the, the, the feet. And you'll notice as you do this, as you hit what the traditional chakra points would be, you might feel a change in the energy itself. Now, Obviously, this will take a little practice before you get used to it if you've never done this kind of stuff. And you can practice it on your friends. You can practice it on yourself. Um, I would suggest taking your hands and rubbing them together like they're they're cold and you're trying to warm them up. And then shake them off like they're, you're trying to dry them off. Hold them about shoulders width apart and then move your arms, move your hands, palms towards each other closer and see if you feel... A tingling sensation. Some people are going to feel a warmth. Some people will feel pressure. Some people will feel like magnets. And that's the subtle energy. That's what we're looking for. And while you're doing a healing on somebody else, that's the energy that you're trying to feel. So that's the basics on the Fa Kong, which again would be the exact same thing if you're doing a Reiki, but instead of actually moving around the body and touching around the body, you would just touch them on the shoulder or you touch them on the top of the head. And from there, you will use your yi, your intention, your mind, and your ting, and you'll scan, boisian, the rest of the body from that one point. You don't need to go touching somebody all over the place. It's inappropriate. Don't do that. Um, it's just, again, like I say, just stay six to eight inches away from the body. It's better for litigation purposes. It makes you look less creepy. Um, you want to go ahead and just move the energy through and see what you get. Go from there. So practice that. See what you guys think from there. Now, uh, just to give you one real quick little story uh, on some of my experiences with this. I've had a few different <laughs> unique experiences with it. One of them, I was um, doing a healing for a woman in uh, one of the yoga studios that I was working at. And I had my healing chair with me because I, I was doing a, um, a workshop. And so I... Had her sitting in a chair, and I'm I'm just running the energy through, and I just right around her throat area, I kept feeling there was something there. You know, I was feeling like there's a wall, and I'm hitting a wall, hitting a wall, and I just kind of kept moving through it, and try to move it again, move it again until it moves through. And she started to cough, and it's it. I swear to God, it it, it sounded like the the thing from you know Golem from Lord of the Rings. She started. <laughs> She started doing that kind of thing. And 
I stopped because I wasn't sure if I was, you know, my God, what am I doing to this woman? I, you know, the energy's choking her, so I'm going to stop. So I stopped. I stepped back. I said, you okay? And she opened her eyes, and tears are pouring down her face like somebody turned the waterworks on. And she coughed a couple more times, and she caught her breath. And, I, you know, I got her uh, a drink of water. She fired the water down real quick. I said, you sure you're okay? She said, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't know you were that good. And got up and ran, physically ran out the door. Now, the other teacher that was there with me, the yoga teacher, was uh, just just stunned. Her eyes were big as saucer plates. And she said, what in the hell was that? And I'm, I don't know. I have no idea what it was. I don't know what kind of attachments that she had had, but whatever it was, it was deep in there emotionally. And um, once it started to move, uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm guessing she wasn't quite ready to move on from that particular energy. Uh, and that was the physical reaction. So don't be surprised if you do actually work on somebody and you get a physical reaction. Uh, one uh, one more note on the, on a different patient that I was working on, a different client I was working on, is um, I had a, a, a woman there that I was doing a healing on, and she was there with her uh, daughter-in-law. And they had asked me, you know, if she needed to, you know, meditate or close her eyes. Or, and I said, no, you can just ignore me. So they were having a conversation. Now, I had a, um, uh, a massage table she was laying on. And I was just running the, the energy down, Kundalini style, from the top of the head, you know, towards your feet. And right in the middle of a chest area, I kept hitting this wall. Boom, boom, boom. Finally, uh, so I, I would just take my hand back to her head and I would do it again. And I was doing it with both hands and I'm feeling the wall. Finally, the wall broke and it moved. And as I moved my hands through that towards her feet, she literally physically skipped doot, 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 across this this bed across the the table and it felt to me like i had a hold of something and had i kind of flung my hands towards the table towards the wall the woman would have went through the wall that's how it felt well i ran out of space because i i i had, wasn't moving my feet i was just stretching and i brought my hands back and she stopped and the two of them looked at me with, you know, this, this you know, deer in the headlights look. And she said, was that supposed to happen? <laughs> and my first response was, according to Mr. Newton, no, that's, that's impossible. Because I physically moved her without physically touching her. Uh, and then I found out uh, later... She had come back to contact me again to let me know. Uh, she she'd asked me if I remembered that really weird healing, and I said, "Of course." And she said, "I wanted you to know that uh, I had had um, an X-ray before my healing, and it was right before the um, Thanksgiving holiday, and they had found a lump, a mass in her lung, and." The doctor told her, look, we're not going to do anything yet. Go enjoy the holiday with your family. And after the holidays, when you come back in, we'll, we'll do a biopsy and we'll see what it is and we'll go from there. So she didn't tell the family what it was. She didn't want to worry anybody. She just kind of went, okay, well, I'm just going to go off and, and do my thing. And we did the healing right before the holiday. And that weird thing happened where she moved across the bed. 
and I checked it afterward, and the energy block was gone. She went back for her um, biopsy, and, of course, they did an X-ray to see where it was there, and the X-ray tech come running into the room and throws the X-ray up onto the, the little light board and screams, those freaking idiots gave you the wrong diagnosis. And she said, what do you mean? He said, this is the X-ray I just took two minutes ago. There is nothing there. There's nothing there. There's no blockage. There's no tumor. There's not even scar tissue. There never was anything there. And he compared that to the other one that was in her chart. And he said, this is the one they supposedly took for you a couple of weeks ago. And there's this huge mass. It was the size of a golf ball. So did that cure her tumor? I don't know. Did they just give her the wrong diagnosis and somebody gave her the wrong chart? I don't know. All I can tell you is that the energy moved through the system and then she told me that she had this experience and so she asked me what I thought and I said, I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that the energy moved. I can scan it, make sure that there's no energy back, but the energy is the energy. So she said, oh, well, you healed me. No, 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 no. I didn't do anything. The only thing I did was move energy. The healing is done by your own body. And that's true even to modern medicine. Somebody gives you penicillin. The penicillin helps your body heal. It's not the penicillin that heals you. It is the penicillin and your body's immune system that takes care of the business. So anyway, that's a note on... Um, energy healing, what the energy healing is. So if you guys are interested in that, l let me know. Let me know what you guys think about that. Have you ever had energy healing? Have you ever done energy healing? Um, do you think it's all just kooky, tin hat wearing nonsense? Let me know. I'm interested. Um, anyway, uh, my name is Sifu John. This is the Truck Stop Guru, and I will talk to you guys again really soon. Thanks.